0: Stas and uh, I've got Martin here. Hi guys. Uh, Welcome to Beautiful Minds Podcast. Uh, Today we'll be speaking to Dominika who is a holistic coach in Lithuania. Uh, I'm really looking forward to finding out uh, some insights and asking her loads of questions about her work Yeah, and uh, hopefully we can extract some uh, amazing info from her for our listeners. Yeah, we've been speaking to her before
1: She's very interesting. She's got some amazing stories. Uh, being a holistic coach, obviously she touches on many other aspects and collaborates with other coaches in different areas. So hopefully she shares some of those. Fingers crossed the connection's good. Um, and yeah, I mean, hopefully we have her on again because I know we're building a course together, uh, touching on biohacking, breathing techniques, um, stuff that we're using ourselves. So it's, it's, it's all going good. Um, so yeah. yeah, hopefully you enjoy it. Follow us on Instagram, Martin Stanley Group, We've got Beautiful Minds, uh, podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and Martin Stanley Group website, so martinstanley.com and
0: YouTube. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah. I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Hi everyone, this is Beautiful Minds. My name is Martin. And I'm staz And uh today we're gonna to be speaking to Dominica. Hi Dominika, how are you?
2: Awesome. Thank you. How are you guys?
1: Yeah, yeah great. Good. So yeah, um, Dominica, tell us a bit about where you live and like we're talking by Zoom, obviously, but talk to us a bit about your home and what that's like.
2: hmm So I'm from Lithuania, a little country, but very powerful one. We have a lot of spiritual coaches here actually, uh, because of our history. But I think we are meeting today not because of my country, but because of my work and activities that I do with people.
1: It'll be interesting to know about that history because I don't know anything about that. Actually. Yeah, me too.
2: Ah, that's a tricky thing. Actually, I have just stepped into that thing. Okay. Um, what relates to Lithuanian wisdom, you know? Um, actually, now I have just started to read a book which is called, I guess. Uh, in translation, it would sound something like the scream of Lithuania.
3: Okay. okay.
2: So, yeah, it was written by a Lithuanian woman. So I guess that just after I finished the book, yeah. I could tell you more, guys, about this topic. Okay,
0: that's yeah, cool. Exactly. <laughs> and you said, yeah, uh, exactly. And you said there's a lot of spiritual coaches. Would you describe yourself as a spiritual coach?
2: How? Uh, I just, you know, I always uh, am wondering what spiritualism means,
0: okay.
2: in general, you know, because we are all spirits.
0: Yeah.
2: So uh, I think that everyone could call ourselves ourselves spiritual, you know. Okay. So like spiritual coach. Well, only the coach, the word, can define my activity, what I do.
1: Work. How does that involve spirituality?
2: Okay. So, officially, I am a coach of holistics. Let's call it like that. Meaning that uh, I do see a human body and the whole universe as one big how to say just one big thing you know where everything absolutely everything is related everything is in connection with each other okay. so i would say that the word holistic coach would define better what i do as i do work with uh, nature with all, all the things that are natural you know that's basically what it means
0: yeah being a holistic coach uh, do you feel that that helps you serve the clients uh, the clients that you work with better than say if you weren't a holistic coach
2: absolutely yes because i cannot say that my work you know is different from my life i share with others the things that i do believe and i do take and incorporate on my personal daily basis you know so i just could not imagine any other type of work or being not a holistic coach that would be just for me impossible if 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 it is not in my values if it is not in my beliefs i cannot come to people and say like oh come on let me serve you you know i can help you
1: okay how um tell us about how you got into holistic coaching where did it all start mm-hmm
2: uh my journey was uh very very organic one i have never sit and planned to become a coach in general never i have actually a bachelor in international business and communications but uh, somehow i could not relate with that directly um i guess that the journey becoming a coach you know it has Started very very early. I think even in my childhood as my personal experience in this life as I do work I, I did not mention I do work mostly with two types of people. These are the women And the other are the people who have different illnesses and they are looking for the answers how to heal their physiologic body uh, so my journey has started in childhood as I was born with congenital heart disease as a kid I was always extremely serious one and uh, almost never joyous you know not making fun I was really really looking for the answers I did not know where to get them so I guess that was the moment when I turned to books and this is how I got into the philosophy psychology and so on and I guess the um, the main point where i have realized that i will be doing something in holistics it was when i got 18 or 19 that was the time when i got into panic attacks it was very very strong in my case and of course i've realized from the very first moment i do not want to heal by medicals um because yeah you know that's another topic but basically the illnesses my personal illness or disorders they were bringing me to to this way where i am today so i'm still on the journey i'm still learning it's not the finish line um but yeah that that was my journey never planned to become one you know just you know you meet one teacher you meet another teacher and then you one teacher says to you oh you know we are making the the course for the coaches would you like to join and actually that course It was not with the aim uh, to serve to others, but with the aim to understand more about myself.
1: Yeah. Did you... very
2: effectively.
1: Did you ever like team up with other people or has it always been kind of an independent journey?
2: Uh, When it's offline, the seminars held by me are offline, then I'm not alone. I always choose other women uh, from different spectrum to work with. And actually, you know, the same teaming, it it counts when I just, um, sometimes I cannot help in in some spheres for my clients. So I just, you know, share the contacts with the others.
1: Is there a specific niche among women in particular?
2: So I do believe that we all attract the energy that we are.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: So, again, the personal story, you know, I'm really interested by myself in the topic of polarity, yeah. gender, topic. Yeah. so I can tell something about the masculinity, you know, but from the books, basically. So, again, I would like to give to my clients everything that I have experienced by myself. Yeah. So, this is the main reason why, you know, why, why the women uh but basically the there is no niche you know women come with a with a lot of different topics Mm uh that can be self-realization that can be relationship that can be health. uh that can be just uh you know the possibility to relax Yeah. yeah
0: yeah and going back to how you started your journey um so how, how did it all happen? You know, did you one day say I wanted a course, or how how did how did you start?
2: Hmm, let me remember. I guess it was. Mm-hmm. It was the time when I have healed from panic attacks. Yeah. I was already uh, being taught by my one of the first teachers realized that I could give the the same information I have learned to the others. Uh, I was not doing this alone. I needed some kind of uh, support in this case, I guess, as a beginner. So very, very naturally, I have met a girl who was working also in coaching sphere, but in very specific uh, practices as rebirthing. And this is how we have started one seminar after the other. And here we are.
1: Amazing. Nice. Right. And are you enjoying it? Do you think this is like the last kind of step? Or do you think there's like the journey continues into something else that maybe outside of coaching?
2: I enjoy it. I actually, it was, I guess, half of the year only when I have realized that I want to go deep only into the sphere. Because firstly, I was mixing my activities. I was not only working as a coach. I was taking different project, business projects. Um, then I needed a big, a bit to um, go away from the coaching sphere. Just, I guess, um, with the aim to feel if it's really my path.
1: Yeah.
2: And yeah, for now in this period, I'm all in it. It's, it's really a teaching experience for my own self. Even when I meet, no matter what's the client, I'm always learning with him. Always. That's, I guess, the, the most beautiful part.
0: And in terms of coaching clients, what has been your best experience so far? Your most memorable, your best experience? Yeah.
2: Best experience. Okay, so I have met a girl A woman, she has contacted me uh, regarding panic attacks uh, a month ago, and this was one of very, very rare clients that I meet. Uh, She was very, um, she was, I mean, she was really looking for the self-help, really, because uh, the biggest uh, struggle people face is that they do not want to let themselves be healthy, or be happy or be relaxed. Mm. And, and that's really, really nice to see people that kind of conscious ones, I should say, self-aware and conscious ones, the ones that are really looking for the answers. So we got into the program uh, very fluently. She was doing all the homeworks. I think she was a really great student, but not because of me, because she was ready. She was ready and she made a decision so yeah we just finished our work a week ago so the results are brilliant but again just because she made a decision to feel like that to reach that goal
0: amazing so you're helping her achieve that goal has really um uh, made a positive impact on you as well
2: yes 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 yes
0: but
1: you mentioned earlier like, the beautiful thing is about that teamwork so almost like you're working for them, but then they have to work for you as well. And then that collaboration is what makes it kind of you know, work, right? So it's, how, how do they often cross that bridge between wanting to become better and to heal and then actually being willing to take the action? How does that, like, in your experience, how does that work?
2: Mm-hmm. So you're asking about this kind of uh, changing point, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, It's hard to say. I think that I'm standing more in the finish line, meaning that the people that come to me, they are already with, you know, smaller, bigger, but still with the decision in their hands, that they are looking for a change. Uh, It's never about, you know, someone bringing a person to me and asking for help. It's always about the conscious decision of of the person himself.
0: Have you ever had... Uh, You know, someone, as you said, bringing someone to you. Uh, Have you ever had that?
2: No, actually, no. But I've got into the situation where uh, women—they were asking, they were coming, but asking questions. You know, not about themselves, but about their husbands, for example. Okay there were the moments where i was stopping them you know so i did not reach to the point where they are bringing that person to me you know
0: because of course you have to be you know because it has to be about them right because if that person is not willing to change then there's nothing they they should only do things that they can change about themselves right
2: yes absolutely you're right
1: that's yeah. interesting that they would bring someone else, and then you'd have to kind of step in and say, "Well, this it can't happen like that." That takes a bit of discipline as a coach as well.
2: Well, you know, it's it's very um, it's quite often, you know, when we people we tend to um, blame the others. That I feel, you know, bad in any case, and the blame put on others but this is just my reaction, my personal reaction. It's not related with the others. The others are mirrors of ourselves. So this is the, you know, this is the journey of self-evolution, I would say, and the, the, the thing itself that people are coming to me and asking for help, not for them, but for their close ones, uh, is actually the point showing that yes, these per- people, for real, they are looking help for for themselves. They need help for themselves. Do you understand?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know I mean, okay, great.
0: They're trying to find a solution uh, to the wrong thing, basically.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. What? Um...
1: Like, if you had to say someone in particular, like, or maybe a few people that inspired you to kind of like help others and take this step in coaching, was there anyone that you kind of still follow today that you think is someone you want to, like, you want to be on the same level as them? Hmm.
2: Like,
1: I know Tony Robbins, for example, he's quite big in this space. Is that someone? Oh.
2: So absolutely, I I do have some teachers, I would call them as that and you know the list is always renewing as i meet new people i learn from from new teachers new ones but basically i would i would recommend and actually almost for every client i am recommending to go into the works of uh, one russian teacher which is called sergey lazarev I don't know why it happens so, but mostly i I meet the Russian ones
3: okay.
2: these are Sergei, Sergei Lazarev uh and also Dmitri Trotsky, again the Russian one uh then from the Ayurvedic experience, just recently, I was uh introduced to the family of balaramas, but again, they are from Russia, you know. <laughs> And some Lithuanian ones as uh you know, these are also my recent ones. But yeah, these are the top, top.
0: And how do you think they're different to, uh, you know, the more Western uh, influences? Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you think is the difference between the Russian ones and the, the Western ones?
2: Mm-hmm. So I was never reached, I, I was never reading a book, a Western one, okay. which I mean, the book of uh, psychology, philosophy, or spiritualism from this sphere, which would go that much into the depth, Uh, they were always going through the prism of uh, positive psychology, so this is what I found the most difference i mean i like for example louise hay you know she is brilliant and when working with illnesses i really recommend to women also to take her books but they are very different i suggest uh, her books for example to people who are who needs a reading which would be more you know easily readable
0: okay. So would you say that the Russian books, they go more in depth into the psychology and, um, the, and the Western ones are more just about positive thinking? Is that, is that what you mean?
2: Yeah, the ones that, are, that have reached me, yeah.
1: Would you say that the more, like the deeper you go into it, it's all about the habits and actually kind of reframing things rather than just having that general, wow, everything has to be positive because, I, th- I think that's becoming more prevalent in the west as well slowly slowly
2: yes yes
1: have you got an example of where you've really gotten deep on one specific habit with a client and it's led to like a really big result in their life
2: mm-hmm. so you would like to hear right now the yeah like the habits the life-changing habits yeah. that yeah my clients have met mm-hmm well when we come to the topic of habits um, a lot of illnesses in general um, are related to the habits and um, you know I, i usually say that all of us we are acting and thinking on our daily basis like this is all just just a habit, yeah. we are not that kind of self aware you know that we would um, catch or create the the thought that will be always new you know it's it's always coming like circling us as, as a habit, but uh to give you a very earthy example, it would be well. I have some clients with whom we have decided to work from the very um, first level, basis level, which is physical body. And here I have in mind the, uh, our daily routine, you know, when we go to sleep, when we eat, when we take water, what do we eat? These such questions, you know, and we think that sometimes, you know, to have a lunch of five minutes or to eat two times in a day, it's like normal thing, you know, I have a lot of things to do. But actually, it affects our psychic, it affects our mentality, our, even the, the subtle bodies we have, you know. So, bringing back our attention to very daily habits of eating, resting, and acting is extremely important.
1: What would you say your daily habits are?
2: Yeah. So I have kind of strict routine actually.
1: Uh,
2: From the perspective of Ayurvedic, Um, I do wake up early. It's always at six, at five. Uh, I was always an early bird. Actually, so it's not hard to me. Um, Then I have breakfast until eight in the morning. This is very important uh of course in the morning these i i have a lot of rituals you know from the prayer the pranayamas breathing techniques the exercising in the morning not in the evening as a woman and then i go uh have my breakfast what else in a day of course i have the specific time for lunch and for dinner and for snacks also uh i almost each day i'm making food by myself preparing food for, for myself um, in the evening in the evening i also do have meditation almost each time so this is also a, a habit you know what else
1: what kind of exercise do you do normally in the mornings
2: what exercise mhm so it really depends one day it can be just a walk one day it can be a run Another day, it can be yoga exercising or I'm mixing it with the fitness exercising. So I do try to feel what I really need today, how my body feels, you know.
0: So let's go a little bit deeper into the morning routine because uh, I think that's (laughs) that's something that's very important. And I've just actually read a book. Um, Are you familiar with Robin Sharma? Of course. So I've just read the book, uh, The 5 a.m. Club. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It talks about uh, the morning. Have you read the book?
2: No, actually, I always wanted to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah. we're, not, we're not sponsored by them. Right? We're not it's sponsored like, yeah. by them, but we I would, I would definitely recommend it. <laughs> I haven't read it. Like so that. <laughs> talk us through, so what, what time do you wake up? You said five or six, is that right? Yeah, six, six. usually. And what's the first thing you do when you wake up?
2: Mm-hmm, first thing. Uh, yeah, so I would wake up and I go to brush my teeth. This is the first thing.
3: Okay.
2: Uh, then I go to drink half of the liter water. Wow. And after that, I go to the toilet.
0: Okay, so why half a liter? Uh,
2: just, you know, to make my system uh, run, you know, work. So then I could go, I don't know how it's called in English. I don't know the terms. Actually, until the morning, I drink, uh, until my breakfast, I do drink the whole liter of water. Wow. And the Water I consume is only until the half past six. So in the evening I do not have any liquids. Oh wow, okay. But you see I know that many people have the struggle to drink water in general. They like to drink sodas, they like to drink juice, you know, and they struggle with the water. I don't know why.
1: Do you make any smoothies or do you press any juices at home?
2: Yes, yeah, 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 of course. Mostly my morning breakfast is a smoothie you know but uh, I don't count them as a liquid okay. I mean I have to drink two liters at least in a day and I make it from like six uh, six in the morning until almost six in the evening
1: um, you mentioned the other meals in the day so you've got smaller meals and snacks is that right
2: so I do okay so I do have breakfast this is the sweet one a huge one a bowl cereal Something healthy, you know, but sweet. Uh, Then I do have until 12, uh, I do eat lunch, which is also a big portion. I do love to eat, actually. Yeah, I I love to cook and I love uh, to eat, really. I love the taste. Uh, And then after lunch at 3 p.m., I am able to have a snack. If I feel, you know, or if, for example, my lunch, uh, they happen to be uh, later than 12 p.m., then I do not take snack. And in the evening at five approximately, I am already having my dinner.
3: Okay.
0: So I just want to go back to that morning routine for a second. Love the morning. <laughs> I, <love the> mornings. <laughs> I know you, you keep trying to get away from it. No, 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 no. It's not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so you wake up at six, you you know, you brush yeah. your teeth, you have your half litre of water, and then you go to the toilet. What happens next?
2: Then, of course, I try a bit. I, I do a bit of face massage, something, you know, just to prepare myself for the day. Okay. And then I go... I sit down for my breathing exercises. So this is basically the time when I give uh, myself the intention of the day. Let's call it like that. Uh, I get back to myself. I balance myself. I see how do I feel today. But always, you know, the same yin and yang pranayama in my case. Nothing.
1: So. so what was, I didn't catch that. Yin, yang. Pranayama. Yin and yang. Oh. Pranayama. Okay. I've
0: never heard of it. I think it's just a phrase. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's actually. It's oh. not actually like. A... Is it? I thought it's like a
1: form of meditation, perhaps that you.
2: Well, well, it's actually the the name of the breathing technique. Okay. Uh, it's, yeah, Let's call it like that in English.
0: So, if, if you if you wouldn't mind, would you mind giving us a quick snapshot of what the technique involves? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure that you have uh, that you have even tried uh, by yourself. Okay. So basically, what we do as you are the men, uh, the girls they are starting from their left side and the men they are starting from their right side. Yeah. So we do put two, two fingers in the middle of the eyebrows, right? Yeah. And with one finger we will be uh, holding our right side of the nose.
3: Yeah.
2: And the other two they are going for the left. Okay. Right. So at first we will be uh, breathing in you go with the right side Yeah, only through the right side of the nose. You're breathing in Yeah, and through the left side you're breathing out And then again, you are breathing in through the left side And breathe out through the right Again the right side breathe in and breathe out through the right side. Yeah, so this is basically the switching. I guess you have heard about it, yeah? You have tried it. I
0: think um, I've tried something similar where, yeah. in yoga, but yeah, n- not this specific. I like it.
2: Actually, for the morning routine, have you heard about the Wim Hof?
0: Wim Hof, yes.
1: Oh, the breathing technique. Yes. Yeah.
2: So, come to the uh, masculine morning routine. My my boyfriend, he is each morning doing the Wim Hof technique of breathing. Okay. So, you know, yeah, men need more power. You know, they can be harder on themselves. They need more discipline. While the women, they are you know softer. So, I would recommend to you if you haven't tried, really try this in the morning. That's absolutely amazing.
1: Is that the one involving cold showers or colder showers i know women, yes. but yeah
2: of course you can skip this part okay. but i would recommend to go through that it's really amazing this actually his technique of breathing uh it was one of the um, things what i was doing when i was healing from panic attacks
3: oh i see okay
2: yeah one of the strongest techniques that helped me
1: okay, okay. is it something you still use or is it just as no. in-
2: just uh in the retreats uh when we come with my boyfriend so you know then i participate in his uh practices as well but i have decided to be softer with myself now so no. i
1: think later we should touch on the relationship side and how that impacts your business but like maybe finish the morning stuff yes I, <laughs> <sounds like>
0: <laughs> <questions>. <laughs> uh, I know i know i thought you were about to ask I so what so what happens after the breathing technique what do you do next?
2: after After the breathing technique, I sit quietly. I do it for 10 minutes. Yeah. Sit quietly for my meditation.
3: Okay.
2: Really depends uh, on a day, on my mood, how long it lasts. And then I do take my notes and I do write the things that I'm grateful for.
3: Okay, amazing,
2: nice. Uh, And what else? Oh, of course, the prayer, it comes to that, you know. Uh, The gratitude for this day, for my health, and so on. And then I move to the exercising, something physical, you know, to activate my body. And just after that, I sit down and I drink another half of the liter. Yeah. (laughs)
3: You
0: know know what's very interesting? So it's like your morning routine is broken down into three steps. So first, you have um, the breathing, right? No, firstly you. What was it? Water, right? No, first they have the breathing. Yeah. Then the exercising is last. But what, what was the uh, what, one thing I'm missing? The gratitude. The gratitude. So, yeah, breathing, gratitude, and then the exercising. So, three steps. And uh, in Robin Sharma's book, he also talks about you know, three 20 minute chunks. So, firstly, he talks about the exercising. Uh, then the gratitude practice. Uh, and then the third chunk is. Something to improve yourself, like reading or listening to a podcast, or uh, something. Uh, Tangible, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's amazing. I
2: was actually, according to his uh, technique, like morning routine. I was doing it maybe a year or two ago. I was doing, yeah, in, in the same gratitude, like exercising and gratitude, and then uh, the reading part yeah. always.
0: Not yeah really and of course it's um you, can, you know you can switch up your routine how it suits you so it's not a set in stone it's not going to suit every single person and you know if you want to exercise for 40 minutes or half an hour or whatever yeah that's uh, you can um uh tailor it to yourself
2: yeah yeah and actually i would recommend to change uh you know from time to time the morning routine in general because what comes our discipline you know it um takes us away from the feeling our bodies so yeah. we do need changes you know
1: definitely yeah you mean like different orders yeah. different
0: yeah or- different even you can switch for example uh maybe the reading you can change to okay. uh, to to not a different book but even something else something like you could do breathing exercises oh, okay, instead yeah. of the reading for example yeah, yeah okay. um and how, how does your routine serve you for the rest of your day?
2: Mm. So I always get back to my source, you know. I always get back to the feeling, how, how am I feeling in, in my, how to say, among my family members, let's say like this, because uh, I count the family as the number one thing, the most important in our self-pollution, you know, in our lives. Uh, so I get bring back myself. The point where I stand in this day, um, it's absolutely setting the intention. It's it's calming my mind down. It, it's just bringing me back to the source,
1: you know. Amazing. So uh, I was just gonna ask: Do you feel that if you ever skip something or you miss something out one day or two days in a row, do you think it's hard to get back into it, or do you think it affects you for your for the rest of your day?
2: No. For me now but maybe that's because i really have a lot of willpower and the other thing you know is that i would say the oppositely mm, it's harder for me to skip oh, I than i it i feel that i need to work with that that in these times when i need even to skip i'm not that kind of flexible so this is something where i can prove
0: because it's a habit right yeah. and once you form a habit it's uh you know you need to you need to do something actively to get rid of that habit
2: yes 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 absolutely because it turns to control you know
0: so amazing i'm so really impressed yeah. yeah me too i mean i can i can sleep well tonight now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll have my cold shower tomorrow <laughs> yeah. and
1: um was there anything about the baby routine that no, I'm quite happy yeah.
0: with
1: that, yeah. So, no, so you can, you can uh, ask your next question. No, no, I was just going to ask about um, your boyfriend's routine, how that interplays with yours. Is he, is he a late uh, bird or, or, or gets up late? Or does he struggle with getting up? Or?
2: He actually is also an early bird. And the past summer, I was the one who was sleeping, you know, until the 10 a.m., He was getting on his feet, you know, at five, at six, and I was sleeping, laying in bed. Uh, But now, yeah, I wake up a half of an hour earlier than him. And I think that basically everything, what we do, the the routine is um, the same. Maybe he gets breakfast a bit earlier, not earlier, later, because he goes for a run after the Wim Hof technique. what else like we go to sleep also early both together that's an important part you know to to bring ourselves to each other after the day finishes so i think that we are almost on, on the same way
1: do you feel as though it helps you both with your businesses i'm not sure what he does exactly but do you think that you work better together or
2: actually he's not a coach but now you just uh, gave me an idea i think that it would be really interesting for you guys to talk with him okay. because um in the springtime he just ran across the alaska
1: oh wow oh, whoa. the whole
2: country like. he have anyone or anything that would uh you know like gps or something that would uh make sure that he is alive you know or, or someone that could help him like no navigation you know yeah. he was really for the extreme experience that is why he stepped into the wim hof technique that w- was his preparation so yeah so today in lithuania he is really how to say on a wave you know everyone is trying to interview him to to ask him to come to the tv shows journals and so on yeah. and please, really, this is what he does you know he also goes into depth of different practices Then he shares with the other people you know he tries on himself and uh now like currently he is preparing the new brand ecological one the fashion brand but uh yeah what i wanted to say uh, like to answer your question uh the routine that we go through together I, i believe it's really helpful it's really helpful to each other basically we do work from home uh so that really helps you know because we both can figure out what's the best time for both of us to come into the contact you know no one is uh interrupted in in their work time so i would recommend to everyone you know
1: when you said you work at home i'm just trying to understand how do you separate that balance of on a peace at home and it's a place for relaxing, and then to do work. And work can be quite intense sometimes
0: with the clash of different ambience. And- I then how it- do you, how do you switch your mindset so you're like, you know, now this is a place where I need to work instead of a place where I, you know, yeah. where I live.
2: You see, I would say my work is not that kind of my work is always different the tasks the people i meet they are always different and as i've said in the very beginning this kind of coaching and the activities i do for, for the living they are not hmm, they are really about my own self yeah. so the switching part is it's not hard for me because actually i should say i i do not switch at all you know my mind i'm always on the same on the constant you know thinking on a constant feeling and and i don't know it's just like i'm grateful for that you know i I would because before when i was working with businesses of course i would definitely say do not work from home go somewhere find find a place because energetically you charge you know each each room even where where you act but today it's it's great to know i'm working to the kitchen awesome
1: how many hours a week do you work basically because i think a lot of people get the get the impression that coaches they might work very little or they might work loads like tony robbins is very famous for overworking i think Mm -hmm. um so yeah how how would you say your schedule is for work on a weekly basis Mm
2: -hmm. yeah so when i have a client i do not work uh, more often than two times per week it depends on a problem then he or she comes to me but I meet one person, uh, one client, once or twice per week. So it's not a lot. And of course, I do take in mind that I need to recharge my own energy. So I do not take a lot of clients. Sometimes I have to decline, you know, if, if the schedule is quite tight, let's say like that. As you can understand, I try, according to my regime, I, I try to have uh, clients that could work in the first part of the day. So, the evening would be really relaxing and rejuvenating for me. Uh, of course, for example, the November, it's quiet. Um, my whole November is planned because each uh, weekend I do have whether it's, a, it's an offline seminar, a women's circle, or the whole retreat for the whole weekend, you know. But um, yeah, it, it would be hard for me to count how, how many hours. But because, you know, these are also included to, to make a bit of business tasks as create events, you know, as to share and so and on. So it's hard to measure it because I have clients who are texting me, for example, or, or calling, you know, which is not counted as work hours, but we still do go into the work with them. So it's, it's really hard to say. I would not say maybe concentrate it. In a day, four hours, four to six hours concentrated work, I would say like this. Yeah. But then you know, I have some weeks when, uh, when, for example, two or three days are free to me. And these are, you know, usually I spend them to whether rejuvenating myself, whether uh, coming up with new ideas,
1: what to create for people. And does it affect your social life or when you want to travel?
2: Um, I would not say. Maybe that's, you know, uh, from your question, I have a question, you know, very interesting. Uh, for example, how often the clients become your friends in social life. Uh, because usually the connection is not being, it is not ending just in one or another form, you know. But... No, I would not say. Maybe I'm not a kind of very social person, you know. I, I do understand uh, how much energy and time I need for my own self to get back on my own feet, you know, and get back to the clients and the things that I experience to do for others and my own self. So maybe that's why, I don't know. But, but I didn't find any difficulties or any...
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you've mentioned, uh, you know, about the clients becoming your friends. So, have you noticed that a lot of the time they do become your friends?
2: Yes,
3: yes.
0: I've uh, I've come across a few coaches before and I've noticed the pattern that, you know, when they work with a client, it happens quite often that um, they do become friends, actually, uh, you know, outside of their coaching sessions um and do what do you think about the ethical aspects of that do you think um do you think some people see it as a bit mm, not sure about that what, what do you think
2: you know um, the basis of my sessions they are based on mm, my sessions are based on on feeling and on love let's say like this i cannot go into the contact you know but i mean i'm not a coach works uh, under the scheme or some kind of theory you know the tasks the task is to reach the client through the feeling
3: okay
2: you know to create that kind of safe space where she can or he can open up and we could go into the we need the connection we need the connection and in my case it happens um it's absolutely normal that we get to speak you know and communicate outside the coaching yeah so yeah i i, w- I really believe into the you know natural flow of life
0: yeah so that's, i do not that's how it flows naturally yes and so on the other side of that do do you think there are any ethical considerations uh that you think are there some aspects that you think it's not appropriate to form that relationship outside of the coaching sessions? Because in my mind, some people may, may see it like that. Some people may say, actually, that's not very appropriate because, you know, you're working with a client. So how can you be friends outside of that relationship? What do you think about that, uh, that aspect?
2: I do think that in general, you need to learn, like, you need to feel, you need to feel person to not interrupt her, her space, you know, if, if not asked. Um, yeah, so again, maybe I have never ever been in my case in the situation, you know, which would look inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should talk about this question two years later. <laughs>
0: So, yeah. you, so you feel how it flows naturally is how it should be, basically, is what you are saying. Yeah. And it's
2: not only about
1: the work and coaching. It's, it's about everything in life. Yeah, But I see your point, because you're talking a lot about
0: trust and, you know, friendship and trust. Yeah, and hand very hand personal hand. things yeah. that you wouldn't, not, you, you know, yeah. sometimes you wouldn't share even, like, with your close friends.
2: But, you know, even um, taking into account the relations... Like friendships, I do not bring the uh, personal things from one friend to another friend. So this is basically the same.
1: So you mentioned that you did a degree in business and international business and communications. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you went and worked in a company.
2: I was working, yeah, yeah and the then-
1: you feel like any of those skills that you picked up there have been applied into your business?
3: Hmm.
2: I would say, you know, but again, now, as I remember, it happened only after the, uh, I finished my coaching course. Okay. I would call the skill the ability to listen, to listen and to hear really what's being said. But I don't know if that counts, you know, because, yeah, maybe I just uh, use this in practice when working in company, but I've learned it. I've taken it not from the working company. I've taken it from the course, coaching course. So, yeah, but basically this, you know, again, related with the communication
1: between You're people. doing coaching for corporate clients, like a, a team or a business unit?
2: Your question was, have I done or?
1: did you? Or both? Have you done it? And would you do it if you haven't?
2: I was thinking about it, actually. If the universe will send me, uh, I would go for this. I would try, but I don't have such intention.
1: What are your perceptions about coaching for business units? Because for me, in my experience, sometimes it's come across a bit forced and it's like a bit unnatural. It's almost as if they're trying to make an effort to come across as though they're doing something to give you more I don't know uh, value in your personal life, etc, but maybe the coach can't connect to each individual person
0: um, when there's like loads of you right so and also I would <laughs> say because there's quite a lot of people, not everyone is motivated to work with the coach as well so mm. you know some people won't gain a lot from session because they're just not not motivated to change or to learn or to you know to be coached basically because to yeah. be, you need to be coachable right mm-hmm. What's your opinion on that?
2: but now you know i've got a question
3: sure.
2: but in general isn't this in the responsibility of human resource management You know, because basically what the coaches are doing, they are responsible for the, they are helping to set the harmonious environment, right? Mm -hmm. So human resource management, somehow it relates to me. I don't know, just remembering my study time. Yeah, I think that we underestimate the HR, you know, section in company. Yeah, I'd
1: I'd say... Yeah, it's it's something that gets overlooked and it gets kind of blurred Mm -hmm. learning and development. And the literal words HR management, human resource management, or in the past, it used to be called personnel management. And you're just really managing human capital within a company. And uh, I think improving it, the quality of it, the learning, development opportunities I think that all comes into play. And then in the personal life, because you spend so much time at work, maybe your personal life can. Be affected because you're not growing that much. And if you think of your life mm-hmm. as a guy, I think we spoke about this once in the past. You've got your relationship, your health, your finance, your bit like. So when you split it all up, everything has to kind of balance.
2: Yes, yes, it's true.
1: And how does your boyfriend find the whole um, like, because he had to train a lot for his uh, run across Alaska. Does he feel like that kind of made him too tired in his, in his business, it's like you know, work and dedicate himself towards? Was uh, it clients and e-commerce, a fashion brand? You said.
2: Mm-hmm. So the idea to start this kind of brand uh, came to him after oh. he got back. Oh, to Even though he was having this in mind uh, for a few years, but he needed to reach some specific personal point where he could admit that yes I want to do this and yes I can do this
1: there was a stepping stone okay
2: yeah yeah
1: and you think you'll ever start your own brand or write a book or
2: well a lot of times I was thinking about that but now I'm really happy because I've got into this state of myself where I feel as a student Literally, as a student, I understand that I have to learn a lot, a lot, tons of new things, you know, tons of, of experiences to come. So, mm, you know, I'm writing a book, I'm writing a diary, let's, let's say like this, you know, we can call this a book. I'm, I'm writing the whole experiences, the feelings, the new understandings. But uh, for now, yeah. I, I don't have plans. Maybe, maybe, you know, I have some dreams to, to have a green cafe, you know, or, or a restaurant uh, with high quality food, you know, which I can make only at home, almost, at least in Lithuania. But I do need to grow for that moment.
1: If Stas and I were to ask your boyfriend what Dominika's super strength is, what would he say?
2: I would say two things, sure. as much as I have heard from from others. So some are being surprised uh how I do feel people Mm -hmm. in general that you know I do not need to talk with them a lot. Mm -hmm. I can meet them for the first time and already feel something what is important to them, even though I may not know them in person. And the other I guess most oftenly pound among my family members especially that would be I I just I'm not sure what should I call this would be stubbornness or willpower you know something from from this sphere
1: and they come naturally but do you do anything on a daily basis to kind of um... no No? okay
2: please no for these things no
1: and what would be your biggest tip or piece of advice for someone like Dominica but like five or ten years ago and you know they want to go into coaching what would be your biggest piece of advice for them?
2: I would tell to myself, be patient. You need just more patience. Just wait, because everything, everything will come. And to everyone, everything, what we need, it will come. We just need patience.
0: And if someone asks you how much patience, what would you say?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone will come. More than I've had at that time, you know, much more like two.
0: Because even more someone will come to you and say you know I've been patient it's been six months already you know I'm very patient and nothing's happening what, what would you say to them
2: well the coming and admitting that I was patient itself is not patience you know it's It's about trying to force something to come to you
1: yeah
2: um, that would be an interesting case yeah I think- but
1: question because the word patience is often mistaken for uh delaying or just waiting like as if something's going to come out of nowhere but i think people often don't think about the dedication that for example you've put in your boyfriends put in other people we've spoken to they put in the time the work and we we were talking about the social media stuff after that first interview and even people like justin bieber the riannas when they started on the social media. Took them five, six years, and now people are saying, "Oh, but it's easy." They're famous. Well, no, it took them as well. Like a lot of time, and same for you. So, it is something that mm-hmm. focus on that dedication and patience, not just patience.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. It's important to understand that you are going, you are doing something not because of the result, but because you cannot live in any other way. It's just you, you know, inside of
1: you. It's pretty really powerful um so i just want to finish off on kind of um focusing on you like saying what your social media platform is your website just so that other people can find you and reach out to you if they want to have a chat or anything so Mm -hmm. your instagram is i believe dominica
2: i believe in dominica
1: I believe in dominica and that's on instagram are you on any other platforms youtube
2: I do have the uh, Facebook, of course, and of course the email. This is basically how I communicate with people. But I would suggest to everyone uh, who are uh, not Lithuanian to contact me through Instagram because that's the most easiest way to find me. Uh, I believe in Dominika and yeah because the other platforms they are basically used for the lithuanian language so i guess even when people are getting to uh, these platforms platforms they would not understand you know almost
1: anything i mean we were working on that course and we still are kind of this pending and stas was we were both listening we thought like for english is really good Uh, can you tell us have you like lived in
0: america or is there like how come you focus so much on Lithuanian? What Martin is trying to say, where did you get the American accent from?
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but funny, funny thing uh, when I was in school, it was the 10th grade, uh, and I was uh, in the exam of speaking Lithuanian. Oh. Uh, my teacher said in that time that. You have an American accent, even when I speak Lithuanian. Okay. So I, I was really surprised. I don't know. Okay. I have no idea.
1: Both your parents Lithuanian.
2: My mother is actually Polish. Oh, okay. And father has a little bit of uh, German blood.
3: Okay. no American.
2: Uh, we don't speak German or or Polish, just Russian, you know, and and Lithuanian with each other and. Me, yeah, of course. A bit of Spanish also and English, yeah, basically.
1: And how how come you focus so much on the Lithuanian language and your content and stuff? Um, Is that because most of your clientele is from Lithuania?
2: Yeah, yeah. I can reach out to the people uh, more directly, you know. I I feel them more. I guess our mentality is almost the same. We're closer to each other, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. And actually, I, I, I do... Uh, I have decided to speak in Lithuanian more. Before I was written only writing only in English, even the poetry I was I don't know why, but I was writing in English, and I've made a challenge to my own self to learn to write in Lithuanian to express myself in Lithuanian. Okay. Oh yeah,
1: is it becoming trendy to listen to podcasts in Lithuania?
2: Yes, yes, but unfortunately uh, now I cannot come up with the um, Authors who would be really giving a valuable podcast? Yeah. Uh, mostly it is used for comedy.:
1: Comedy, okay. Cool.
2: So I, I think that we um, we have some niches you know that are free:.
1: okay We' interesting to see how that develops, and I know is in Belarus. How's that in Russia? I have not heard of any podcast really? well, so no, I, I don't no, know you got yourself a niche though. Cool. Well, um, it's been an amazing chat. Um, obviously, you're on a really good track. Uh, just as yeah, thank
0: you very much for your time. Uh, and
2: thank you for reaching out to me.
0: Yeah, thank you for the insights. It's been really interesting and really useful as well. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure that we are looking forward to a part two soon as
1: well. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we always love about talking to people is that it makes us kind of more accountable as well to use these pieces of information the advice the tips in our own special way like on a daily basis on our business work family and uh, yeah that's hopefully we'll release more content and if anyone's listening wants to find us beautiful minds on spotify martin
0: stanley group um, on instagram dot com, on facebook and, YouTube, and the website and, and youtube <laughs> <laughs> cool. all right all right well have a
1: great weekend
2: you too guys